Welcome to Bridging the Gap. I'm your host, Marianne Rose. You are about to embark on a relevant and timely journey of thought with registered psychologist, Dr. Cyrus Dirksen. Thank you for tuning in and expect to be enlightened right now. Cyrus, it's good to see you. It's good to see you, Marianne. Thank you. It's so exciting we get to share. Mm-hmm. Today is season two. Mm-hmm. We are doing Bridging the Gap, episode 34. Wow. Since the beginning of 2021, mm-hmm. we've been on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm excited to be able to do that for Winnipeg and anyone who's listening anywhere in the world to be able to help you through this life. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the biggest ways we can do that is even today's topic. Yes. Let love rule. Yeah. Putting love first. Yeah. Letting it be in control. Sounds good. It sounds good. It's complicated. Because <laughs> <laughs> love is one of those things that is a challenge people often don't want to once they've experienced hurt Mm. Mm -hmm. so that's like now love is a risk yep yes once you've been hurt how do you stay open how do you actually continue to love because it can feel scary and it can feel like it's going to hurt and it's not easy people who get hurt often will pull back or get angry and push people away and it's one of the big effects of trauma is isolation and feeling like the world is a dangerous place. And that can happen in a split second. Mm-hmm. Just the encounter with someone mm-hmm. who has already established themselves with walls mm. or even just from a young age and different types of encounters with all kinds of people who've gone through the taint, the pain of people who aren't Mm. living in love and Mm -hmm. it happens every day and it happens in a second and Mm -hmm. it happens with a stranger and it happens Mm -hmm. with the person who's closest to you yeah we had these preconceived ideas about what the world is like and we hear people through that we hear people through these ideas of what we think the world is and what's happening with other people and so it can be like a taint it can be like oh my goodness this person is doing this that means x y and z and we can react. And the other person's like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's like, but we can react because it doesn't feel safe anymore. Yeah. And learning to have love, learning what love is, mm-hmm. it's a whole big mm-hmm. journey. Mm-hmm. But I think that's what life is about, is mm. learning to love. Yeah. And living from that mm-hmm. and putting love first, I think, is the most quality Mm. life that you can have and then of course there's obstacles (laughs) (laughs) well if we're going to spend our life learning something it might not be easy right (laughs) it's going to it's a challenge we all come to it with challenges challenges in our personality and our history it takes a long time it can be very challenging when everybody's learning it together right i'm learning it with somebody else who's learning to love so it can get messy but isn't it good that we can be deliberate Mm. about it Mm -hmm. it's a choice to Mm -hmm. choose love Mm -hmm. to put love first to let love rule you let it have its place Mm. to rule Mm -hmm. that means that it has authority Mm -hmm. that the love goes first that it has that i think if you give it that place Mm -hmm. that you honor what love is then it 
empowers you mm. to live that way. <laughs> it's right. Be if you easy. make it a priority, it's actually going to be something that grows in your life. And I think we all want this. Like, we all want connection. Like, people will say, you know, like, they'll ask me as a psychologist or therapist, they'll say, is this the most common thing that people argue about? You know, who holds the remote control or money or sex or whatever it is, you know. And the most common thing that people fight about is nothing. They don't fight about anything in particular. They try to get connection, and they fight when it fails. That's like, I'm trying to connect with you. There's this failed bid for connection. I was like, I'm trying to connect with you. Will you do this? Can you be this? Can you feel this? And I'm trying to connect with you. And then it somehow gets blocked. The person doesn't love you back. They don't connect with you back. And then all of a sudden you feel this trigger when you don't feel love in return. And that is the number one cause for arguments and relationships. People not feeling that reciprocal, reciprocated love. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. And I think I even know how that works with the example of art, something like a work of art, mm. something beautiful, mm-hmm. intricate, detailed. Mm-hmm. Someone spent so much mm. time on mm-hmm. that. Now see that human being mm-hmm. as intricate and detailed and God spent so much time mm-hmm. on that mm-hmm. and it's so intricate and then the one person who is that work of art is now wanting to share mm-hmm. themselves and then mm-hmm. the other person mm-hmm. is not seeing the intricacies mm-hmm. perhaps has their already preconceived ideas mm-hmm. based on pain, based yeah. on hurt, yeah. what they'd already gone through. This fog of pain, and they can't appreciate the art, they can't appreciate that reach, that bid for the connection. And then there's this pain, the pain is already there, it's already fogging and it multiplies. Mm-hmm. And it triggers an avalanche, and all of a sudden you get this flush of emotion that seems to come from nowhere. Well, it comes from when a person has their idea Mm. of what they're hearing Mm -hmm. or what they're seeing Mm -hmm. because if they could see the truth Mm -hmm. they would see the reality of the beauty Mm. of that art instead of what their idea of what it is so for example there's a conversation going Mm -hmm. on Mm -hmm. and in the conversation the one who wants to share the Mm -hmm. art is expanding on an idea and then the one who is not able mm-hmm. to appreciate that has their own idea of what's being said based on their pain yeah something they've gone through so they hear it a certain way mm-hmm. this is a significant thing i heard a while back is to hear past me mm-hmm. i wish i knew where i heard it from but you have your own ideas and then it's like projecting right mm-hmm. the way i've heard it described is with like a movie screen is in front of you you have your own screen mm-hmm. but the work of art is behind the screen right That's yes picture. it's obscured you can't see it clearly mm-hmm. because there's this stuff in the way mm-hmm. what your pain is and what you've already gone through i also see it as the pain is also a wall from mm-hmm. them being seen mm-hmm. so it's a practice mm-hmm. for each person who wants to let love rule. If you mm-hmm. can both do that and both come to the relationship in that way, then the person who's maybe not used to it, mm-hmm. because they carry pain, they are so easily projecting their pain. They're so easily seeing things with a screen in front of them instead of mm-hmm. past that screen, hearing past me. It makes them cold. Mm. 
and I would love to be able to invite people to explore how they can become soft. Mm. Soften yeah. your heart. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let love rule yeah. means that you also tear down the wall. Yeah. Yeah, when people have that hardness in them, how do you actually help it to become soft again? How do you help it to become soft in yourself again? A lot of people would like to. They would like to be able to do this, and it's not easy. Yeah. It's not easy to feel safe, to feel like you can do something and that you're not going to be hurt again. And I love this idea of letting love rule, of showing that as your North Star in the process. Like, no, I am going to love, I am going to go forward in this. And do it hopefully in a way that softens your heart and overcomes that risk of getting hurt again. I think that when you are even attempting that, one of the things to recognize is that the shield that you have of protection the perhaps wall mm -hmm. often feels cold. Mm. The ice resists mm -hmm. the attempt that you might make because of judgment. Mm -hmm. It may be judgment that you have towards the other person because you've already experienced a person mm -hmm. with that type of personality that's brought you pain. Mm -hmm. Or within yourself, mm -hmm. the insecurity. And I would suggest that the insecurity and the judgment mm -hmm. is actually coming from a place of condemnation. Mm. And this happens, I think, a lot in arguments where mm. somebody does want to have a soft heart, putting themselves out there and really wanting to be tender and put love first. And they're in these mm. conversations and they're the first who apologize and they want to make things right. Yeah. And doing that a lot, perhaps not maybe met with that same response in the other relationship, can create the feeling that they're the whole problem. Mm -hmm. It can lead them to blame themselves mm -hmm. for why they're not receiving that from other people. It is tough. Like, it's tough to put yourself out there. And when you don't get it back, it's like, what am I doing wrong? Mm -hmm. Why am I not getting loved? Why am I not receiving this back? Am I not lovable? Is there something wrong with me? I think that's a huge concern. I think that there's a lot of shame that can happen through that feeling of rejection. Rejection is one of the most powerful forces in psychology, to be rejected. Like, I'll give you an example. It's kind of an odd example, but they did research on people who were being rejected by the Ku Klux Klan. But these were people the Ku Klux Klan hated, and they knew it. And yet still, when they felt rejected by a member of the Ku Klux Klan, they still felt hurt. They still felt hurt that they were rejected by their enemy. Wow. It's somebody who was obviously against them, and still they felt this feeling of like, oh, wow, they don't like me. Rejection is one of the most powerful forces that we have, more powerful than acceptance in the way that if you say that you don't like somebody, if you reject them, you have to accept them many more times, five to eight times for every rejection. To have a healthy relationship, you have to have positivity eight times, five times more than negativity. And it creates that shame. It creates that feeling like, oh, there's something wrong with me. Yeah. They don't love me. They don't want me. Yeah, that's wild in such a circumstance. But I think the cry of humanity is unity. Mm. There was a prayer that went out, and it shook mm. the world when it was spoken that we would all be one. Mm. That's one of the most powerful things I've ever heard in my mm -hmm. life is we would be one. Mm -hmm. That that's a cry of God's own heart. What you're even talking about with that mm. rejection, that it's not something that we're meant to 
feel and have because mm. unity is in the air. Mm. It's being cried out all over the air. The earth groans. It's maybe written in a couple of different translations, but the further... Uh, yes, it's okay. So, one second. Romans eight twenty two. So you want me to just read the verse? Yeah. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. And not only the creation, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, grown inwardly as we wait eagerly for adoption as sons. Yay! The redemption of our bodies. We wait eagerly. The whole creation is groaning. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that that's that wind that's what's in the air, is that mm -hmm. we're all waiting and wanting for this adoption, mm -hmm. this experience of adoption as sons as and sons. daughters of mm -hmm. God. Yeah. And that that's the longing of our heart, that that's this wave that's going across the planet to bring yes. us all to that. Yes. It's beautiful, but that's what it is. Mm. That's where this desire to put love first comes from. I want to talk about letting love rule anyway <laughs> <laughs> after pain and what we experience in ourselves and from others. Letting love rule, putting mm -hmm. love first. Yes. Even when it's hard. <laughs> even when maybe you've been doing it. Yeah. Maybe you're successfully doing that and you are at least trying mm -hmm. to be successful. Perhaps being the one to self-examine, mm -hmm. to observe. Introspective is powerful to be introspective. You really want to be able to examine your part in any type of relationship in a conversation, especially where there's conflict. Mm. You want to be able to say, where am I in yeah. this? Yeah. Okay, I have a part here. Mm -hmm. My humanity, mm -hmm. I did something, I said something, I'm certainly going to acknowledge that. Yeah. And that's so powerful. And you humble yourself to open up. And it's risky mm -hmm. to do that. Because I think a lot of people, when they're vulnerable over and over again, mm. perhaps not met with vulnerability back. It's hard when you are vulnerable and you don't have your own security in your own self. Like you don't feel worthy in yourself. That's true for all of us. Some of us hide it, some of us fake it, but one of the things that's true for almost everyone is this potential insecurity in ourselves, this feeling of potential unworthiness. And if you can feel that, if you can feel secure in yourself, you can open yourself up and it's safe. It's safe because if somebody rejects you, it's like, well, that's more about you than it is about me. I feel okay in myself. So that's one way to be able to love is to make sure that you first feel loved, to make sure that you first feel accepted. And then you can love without all of that static in the way and without all of that fear in the way. It's not easy to ensure that you feel fully accepted and fully loved and fully taken care of. That takes something special. Yeah. And people usually need to reach beyond themselves to get that. Like oftentimes people will do that in a spiritual way. They'll connect with God and something, and I believe that connecting with God would be one of the best ways to experience that full love and with that security and then it becomes safe to become vulnerable and to love others. That's beautiful. Right before the break, we were talking about that one verse that talks about creation groaning mm -hmm. for us to receive that adoption. Mm -hmm. Receive it. 
as we have become sons and daughters, that openness to receive that love. And then it means that you have to practice believing that. Mm. I will not disqualify myself mm -hmm. because I am loved. Mm -hmm. One of the most precious things I've heard also is that you are the apple of his mm. eye. Mm -hmm. And just to imagine in the center of God's eye, this golden apple, this beautiful being that we each are mm -hmm. and that he sees us each with that glory mm. that glory is what mm -hmm. the earth is mm -hmm. groaning for mm -hmm. that we would show up Mm -hmm. on the planet as mm -hmm. ourselves as he mm -hmm. designed us mm -hmm. in that beautiful wholeness mm -hmm. and believing that about yourself and I know that with this comes something you have to transition to you have to now understand some of what's going on on the opposite mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. like rather than feel mm -hmm. the accusation and mm -hmm. the attack mm -hmm. when someone isn't practicing that love mm -hmm. back mm -hmm. to you what Whatever the status of the relationship, whether it's a very close one or an acquaintance, mm -hmm. one of the things to understand and protect yourself from is manipulation mm. and abuse. Mm -hmm. Because that can come from people who haven't mm -hmm. found themselves in that. Mm -hmm. They haven't grounded themselves. They don't put love first. And so they perhaps don't see their fault. They aren't mm -hmm. doing the work of self-reflection. And then you mm -hmm. can feel accused. Mm. It's something to discern, to be able to see in mm. people that hurt people hurt people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to see the pain in the other person. Because I think that there are people out there who, from their own pain, hurt. Mm -hmm. And they can hurt you. And figuring out how to stay soft in their presence. Mm -hmm. We talked about staying safe by being secure in your own worthiness. That's the most foundational. Then there's times when we give people more access to our lives. And we can sometimes feel like we have to give full access to our lives to everyone. But I believe that there's a way that you can be soft and open to somebody and allow them to decide how close they come. To be open to them coming closer to you, but also being open to them creating distance. And if they create distance by hurting you, if they create distance by insulting you, if they create distance by using things against you in a manipulative way, it's like, okay, if you want distance, if it's too much, if it's too much to be close to me, you can have distance. If it makes you flail and fearful or angry or tempted to steal what's not yours, you can have distance in order to be safe. But I'm open to you. I'm open to having a relationship. I'm soft to you. And I hope that you will want to have a relationship again in a deeper way. Yeah. If you can see that, it's valuable to know that in the relationship. Then you need to access the boundary part of you. So you won't allow mm -hmm. there to be abuse. Mm -hmm. You will have the need mm. of boundaries for that if the other person has behaviors that can hurt you. So it's something to wake up <laughs> mm. and see, and then you can walk through that. Doesn't mean the relationship is over. Mm. You can still learn to put love first. You may hurt. Mm. You may cry. You may suffer. Mm -hmm. You may mourn the feeling of the loss of the relationship where you'd want it to be. Mm -hmm. But then hope. Mm -hmm. 
Because I believe the more you practice love, the more you will receive love back. Yeah. Yes. Yes, there is that general idea that if you can't love people, you're not going to have that connection. You're telling people to get away from you. And this beautiful thing is that if you can learn to love, if you can learn to open yourself up, there's going to be moments where it's disappointing and it's sad that people don't want that connection. But you're actually making yourself open to having one. Mm -hmm. And that's healing and healthy and it matters. It's a purpose in life is to feel love and to give that away and to be connected to other people. And you may have to just remind yourself mm. that you're whole. Mm. Mm -hmm. Even if it feels like you've fallen into that pit and you now feel scared or insecure and a new encounter or any other encounter, it's okay, I'm okay. Mm. It's so important to remember that you can still be strong one of the words that comes to mind is meekness. Mm. Isn't weakness. Mm. That whole description of meekness, like horses under control. It's power under control, yeah. right? The ability to be this powerful horse, but still not be chaotic. Yeah. Still be able to pull in one direction and to put that power to work, to have it go with a decision and not just to flail, not mm. just to create chaos. Restrained, mm -hmm. but... Powerful. Yeah. If you are soft towards people, it can look like you don't have a backbone, that you're not strong, that you're not able to be assertive or something like that. But being soft towards people isn't about weakness. It's not about assertiveness. Being soft towards people is about being open to relationship, open to forgiveness, open to deeper things with other people. It can look weak when people are soft and warm and people who are cold and distant can look strong but that appearance of warmth and appearance of weakness it can actually be meekness it can actually be this strength this decision to be close in spite of the challenges the rigors that go along with that mm -hmm. let love rule anyway even when it looks hard I was imagining at a rodeo mm. where there's a horse behind a gate mm -hmm. and the gate before the horse so we're the horse. <laughs> it's love, and it's before their eyes. Mm. And so before they actually run out into the race, mm -hmm. what they have first is love. Okay, here they are. They know they're <laughs> going to go out with that. The gate says love, and now it's open. Mm. You first had love before your eyes. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about that in response to all kinds of situations where you'd have love before your eyes. <laughs> I love the idea that being, you know, even before you start, you have this love before your eyes, even before you interact. Like, you're prepared. You're preparing for something. And you're filled with this love. And then there's this release. And all of a sudden, there's this energy there when you can actually engage with other people. I think that's often how it works. When you want to be loving towards people, you have to get sometimes into a place beforehand where you can actually cultivate that love in your heart, where you can actually work on your ability to connect, your ability to feel worthy in yourself and then when it's open all of a sudden there you go yeah there you go <laughs> well thanks for this time cyrus for sure Marianne. oh it's always fun well that was an honor to get to spend that time with you appreciate you tuning in please check out more of dr cyrus at maplecrestchurch.ca and at drcyrusdirksen.com thanks again and tune in next time for bridging the gap i'm marianne rose Hate song.